welcome to Saird's Audio Fan Fictions. I'm Saird. Thanks for tuning in. In today's episode, we will be continuing on with part three of Glitter Bombshell's Joy in the Midst of These Things series, entitled, The Past Cannot Be Changed, The Future is Yet in Your Power. Summary. Len Chiren has a few conversations with varying degrees of comfort. Lan Jen does his best to assure Wei Wuxian that they can't actually be kicked out of the cloud recesses. Choices are presented and choices are made, and the Lan clan may just never be the same. Rating? G for general audiences. Relationships? Lan Wenji, Wei Wuxian. Lan Jingyi, Lan Sijui. Additional tags include Fluff and angst. Background relationships. Happy ending. Maybe a little more angst than fluff this time. It was originally published March 20th of 2020 and is complete with four chapters. Right, with all that out of the way, let's get to it. Happy listening. Chapter 1. The morning dawns clear and cold in the cloud recesses. Yet more snow has fallen through the night, leaving the ground swathed in pristine blanket of white that sparkles faintly in the weak yellow sunlight. On most such mornings, Lan Chiren would enjoy meditating out in the small courtyard near his quarters, breathing deeply of the crisp, clean air and letting the soft winter tranquility soothe his mind. His mind desperately needs soothing. But he fears he is in no fit state for meditation. He stirs his porridge for the third time, sets the utensil back in his bowl without eating a bite again. Langui hung wrapped warmly in thick blankets despite the lit braziers in the room and under strict orders to have someone come and escort him back to the healer's pavilion if he feels tired or starts coughing again watches him over the rim of his teacup. The man looks entirely too amused for the turmoil that has been churning through Lanchiron's heart since yesterday afternoon. I can assure you it's quite dead if that is what you are worried about, old friend, he says after Lanchiron goes to stir the porridge for the fourth time. He sets his teacup down and levels a searching look at Lanchiron's face. And as much as I enjoy your company, I assume you didn't ask me here to watch you glare your breakfast into submission. Lanchiren goes to stir his bowl again, pauses, and sits back with a sigh. No, he admits, stroking his beard. No, I did not. He pushes his uneaten breakfast, wasteful, some part of him automatically your chides, aside and laces his fingers together on the table, tapping his fingers lightly. I was shown something yesterday, my friend, and I find myself unsure what to do about it. Slowly, steadily, Lan Chiren recounts the entire story, finding that the novice disciples had apparently been going to someone other than their regular teachers for extra help with their lessons the past few days, 
Lan Sijui's impassioned plea for Lan Chiren to stay and listen to the impromptu practice session. The success the students seemed to be having. Even young Lan Xin. The competence and thoroughness with which the children were taught, evident even in such a short time. By the time he is done, Lan Guihang is smiling and nodding, an excited gleam twinkling in his eyes. But this is wonderful news, he exclaims when Lan Chiren is done speaking. I agree. Lan Fang is an excellent instructor. But I had some reservations about putting him with such young children. If this disciple is as well suited as you say, I would like to speak with them immediately. Not so fast. This person. They are not a disciple of the Lan Clan. Not as such. Langwei Hung deflates somewhat. A visiting disciple of one of the other clans? A shame. Still, perhaps they might be willing to assist with instruction until a suitable replacement can be found. I will, of course, resume my duties as soon as I can if necessary, but... Well, the heart is extremely willing but I fear it may not be as strong as it once was. The children deserve someone who can keep up with them. Perhaps I could write to this disciple's sect leader? Lan Chiren closes his eyes and braces himself. Also unnecessary. It is not a disciple, Lan Guihong. It was Wei Wu Zhen. Lan Guihang does not react with the horror that Lan Chiren was half hoping for. Horror and condemnation that would have immediately absolved him of even having to think about the possibility that has been swirling in his head ever since he left the practice rooms yesterday. He does not react with confusion or denial. His reaction is not any of the half dozen or so that Lan Chiren has imagined. His old friend, the venerated and respectable teacher that has been a steadfast pillar of their clan and sect for almost a century, leans forward and strokes his chin, a frown further furrowing his wrinkled brow. <sighs> he says thoughtfully. I can't say that I was expecting that, but now I wonder that I didn't consider it myself. For a single, dumbfounded moment, Lan Chiren does a remarkable impression of a fish pulled from the water. Should have... should have considered. Why would you think of that menace? Teaching? Here? Lan Guihang has the audacity to chuckle at him. <laughs> Drink your tea, Chiron, lest you have our esteemed healer in here checking your meridians again. Lan Chiren sputters. There's no other word for it. He sputters and hisses like an overboiling tea kettle, and Lan Guihang just smiles at him serenely. Lan Chiren is not fooled. He has the distinct impression that were excessive displays not forbidden in dozens and dozens of forms, Lan Guihang would be 
cackling at him like a hen. When he calms, the old man's face turns serious, and he focuses contemplative eyes on his tea. You said Lan Xin was successful in the candle exercise with young Master Wei, he says, his voice quiet and paper-thin, some emotion Lan Qiren could not name running through it. Yes, he replies. And Lan Guihang's shoulders drop. I had nearly given up on the boy, he says, turning the teacup round and round on the table. My most tried and true methods, my best lectures, nothing seemed to help. I had begun to wonder if I was wrong about his potential. Lan Chiren frowns, though not without sympathy. From what you and Lan Feng have said, that was the consensus from all of the instructors. And yet... He has apparently gained something approaching proficiency in just a few days under young Master Wei's tutelage. Which tells me, it's not a question of potential. It is a question of instruction. There was a time when I would not have missed that. He looks up at Lan Chiren, a sad smile on his weathered face. Your service and dedication to the youth of this sect is beyond reproach, Lan Chiren says fervently. And part of that service and dedication is acknowledging that I can no longer do so to the best of my ability. He smiles again. I am an old man, dear friend, and I am ready to retire to an old man's life. I look forward to it. Silence falls over the table as Lan Guihang takes a few bites of his own meal. Lan Chiren pours them yet more tea and stares into the steam gently wafting from the cups, as though it holds the answers to the universe. After a time, Lan Guihang tilts his head, his sharp eyes catching Lan Chiren's with a knowing glint. Why did you wish to speak to me this morning? Were you truly so hopeful that I would immediately forbid you from entrusting my students to young Master Wei? Lan Chiren shifts, uncomfortable under the old teacher's amused gaze, but finally nods. It would make my life easier, he mutters, shaking his head. I realize I am not the most objective when it comes to him. Lang Hung's expression gentles. You have reason. We all do, in truth. Make no mistake, I am not ignoring the young man's past misdeeds. And yet, you are not immediately forbidding me from entrusting your students to him. Lang Hung nods thoughtfully, tapping his chin with one finger. If you truly believed Wei Wuzhen was a danger to anyone in the cloud recesses, he would not be here, Chiran. Regardless of your nephew's wants and wishes, your service and dedication to our sect is beyond reproach as well. I know that. Just because I do not believe he will start raising an army of the dead in the Orchid Room 
does not mean I think him a virtuous person. And yet, you are considering allowing him to teach our novice classes, a position that requires virtue, as well as skill and knowledge. Lang Guihang does not bother to hide his chuckle. <laughs> Forgive me, my friend, but your face. <laughs> no one ever speaks of how burdensome honor and practicality can be, do they? You know you have an answer to your dilemma, and yet it is not an answer you wish to have. It is Wei Wu Zhen, Lan Chiren grits out. How can he be the answer to anything? A man who spurns the righteous path, who is antithetical to everything the disciples of the Gusu Lan stand for. Lang Guihang's face grows solemn again. Chiren, a man who never strays from righteousness is deserving of praise and admiration as is a man who knows the temptation of evil and resists it. Yet, I would argue that a man who gave in to those temptations and yet found the strength to turn back is no less worthy. He pauses, staring off into a point somewhere over Lanchiren's shoulder. Your nephew's generation had their youth stolen from them. Whatever choices were made in the throes of war, I have no way of knowing if I would have chosen differently. And with what we've since learned about Jing Guangyu, he trails off, shaking his head. For a moment, he looks even older than he is, his skin as thin and translucent as paper his eyes sad. These last decades have seen rivers of innocent blood soak our lands, Chiren. And the hands of the Yilling Patriarch are not the only ones stained with it. Perhaps it is time we were all allowed to move on. They finish their meal in quiet, thoughtful silence. Chapter 2 Lan Chiren is not given to lingering over his meals. No Lan is, truly. But Lan Chiren has always found the concept most especially frivolous. For most of his life, there has been paperwork waiting, classes to teach, important figures to meet with. Time is simply too precious to waste at dithering over porridge. Nonetheless, he allows himself the indulgence of heating a second pot of water for tea after Lang Guihang excuses himself, returning to the healer's pavilion when an apprentice is sent to make sure he is not overexerting himself. The morning has... not gone the way he thought it would. He is ashamed to admit it, but he had rather hoped Lang Guihang would immediately reject the notion of allowing Wei Wuzhen to teach the novice class. It certainly would have spared Lan Chiren the headache he can feel lurking at the edges of his awareness. 
If Lan Guihang had refused to consider that troublemaker a candidate, Lan Qiren would not have had to devote any further thought to the matter, would have been able to ignore what he had heard in the practice room yesterday, would have been able to utterly disregard the insistent voice in the back of his head that demanded he acknowledge what he had heard in that half hour or so was a class at least as successful as any he has ever taught, and far more successful than the few times he had been able to observe Lan Feng working with the novices. It is not that Lan Feng is incapable. It is simply that the man's temperament is far better suited to their older disciples. Lan Chiren could work the instruction schedule in the cloud recesses around Lan Guihong's absence, if he wishes to. He can divide the novice lessons between himself, Lan Feng, and perhaps a few of the more talented junior disciples. He knows that would be an imperfect solution at best, and one that would not provide the novices with the education they deserve. Not only would it deprive them of an instructor devoted solely to them, it would add unnecessary strain on his and Lan Feng's already large workloads. Lan Guihang is correct. He has a solution staring him in the face. But now that his old friend and mentor has refused to provide him with a convenient escape, he must also examine why he is so reluctant to accept it. His gloomy musings are interrupted by a firm knock at the door of his quarters. Frowning, he sets his teacup back down on the table and rises. It is far too early yet for his meeting with Lan Feng, and he is expecting no other visitors. He nearly groans at the thought that some sect business that must be dealt with immediately has arisen, even as he is guiltily grateful for the prospect of a reprieve from the problem Wei Wu Zhen has, Alibet unknowingly, presented him. When he opens the door, however, he is greeted by Lan Sijui. Grandmaster? The boy. No, not really a boy anymore, if not quite yet a man, says with a deep, respectful bow. Forgive me for interrupting you, but I came to see if you had decided on a suitable punishment for my actions yesterday. Lan Sijui stands straight as he says it, hands neatly folded behind his back and his chin lifted proudly. There is no physical resemblance between him and Wang Ji, of course. How could there be? Yet Lan Chiren is once again struck by how much this young man looks like his nephew. How he carries himself just as Wang Ji does. How his incredible spirit shines through in everything he does. Lan Chiren strokes his beard thoughtfully. Do you regret your actions yesterday? He asks after a moment. Lan Sijui's eyes widen briefly in surprise, before something shifts in his gaze. His shoulders straighten even more, and he takes a deep breath. I regret any distress I caused you with my request. I understand that concealing our presence from Master Wei was dishonorable. Hmm... Lan Chiren murmurs. 
neatly sidestepped nephew. When I asked you a question, do you regret your actions? Lan Sijui glances downwards, his dark eyes flashing with an emotion Lan Chiren is hard-pressed to name. He just knows he has seen it more and more often since Wei Wu Zhen's return to the living. I do not, Grandmaster, Lan Sijui says finally, his voice clear and honest. You have my deepest respect as my teacher, my leader, and, if you will permit my familiarity, as a much-loved member of my family. But in this, I do not believe you would have given my fa- Master Wei, the same consideration you would have given another member of the land sect. Then in your mind, you acted against an injustice? Len Sichui hesitates looking into Lan Chiren's eyes as his brow furrows. I did, Grandmaster. He bows again and then rises, his back straight and proud. This disciple will accept whatever punishment you deem fit. Hmm, Lan Chiren says again. On perhaps any other day, he would simply assign Lan Sijui to copy the disciplines a number of times, perhaps have him kneel in the courtyard and reflect upon the importance of respecting one's elders. On perhaps any other day, he might not be so painfully aware that there is more than a little truth to what his nephew's son has said. He sighs, before stepping to one side and holding out his arm towards the table with his still-steaming cup. Join me, he says, and is not above a small thrill of satisfied amusement when, for the first time, Lan Sijui's calm and collected expression cracks into confusion. Grandmaster, I find myself at a crossroads this morning, nephew, and it would appear there are eyes in the cloud recesses that see things more clearly than mine. I would take advantage of that. You are considering asking Master Wei to take over from Master Lan Guihong? Lan Sichui repeats in disbelief when Lan Chiren is finished explaining the situation, why he had left so abruptly the previous day. He keeps his inner turmoil to himself, not wanting the young man to see how unsettled he is by the whole situation. He suspects Lan Sichui sees it anyway. In the short term, yes. At least until more of the senior teaching staff has returned from their current assignments. He ignores the traitorous voice in the back of his mind that whispers doubts as to whether any of said senior teaching staff would do any better with the novice class than he had heard Wei Wu Zhen do yesterday. He is facing enough hard truths for the day, thank you very much. Master Wei... You think to offer a teaching position to Master Wei? Lan Sijui says again. Please stop saying it out loud. Lan Chiren grumbles. But that would be wonderful! Lan Sijui bursts out, a decidedly unlandlike grin nearly splitting his face. Jingyi and I merely thought he might like to tutor the novices sometimes, the way he helps out with our night hunts. He sobers briefly, his smile fading. 
I will be sorry to see Master Len stop teaching. He was always so kind and knowledgeable. But Master Wei would do very well in his stead. Then you have found Wei Wu Zhen to be a satisfactory instructor in your interactions with him? Speaking as a disciple of this sect, Lan Sijui, not as the man's... He hesitates, and Lan Sijui tilts his head. Son, he says, firmly, but not unkindly. He and Han Jin are my parents, Grandmaster. In every way that means anything. Lan Shiren inclines his head, dipping his chin in acknowledgement. No, definitely not a boy anymore. As you say. But to answer your question, yes. Master Wei is an excellent teacher, sometimes even when he doesn't mean to be. Lan Sijui smiles again. I will not pretend that he'd be anything like the other instructors, though I suspect you know that well enough yourself. But he cares for people so much, Grandmaster. He gives so much. He would take the responsibility seriously, and he would treat the novices well. They already like him very much. You heard that yourself. Lan Sijui folds his hands in his lap, and for the first time since he knocked on Lan Chiren's door, he looks uncertain. And... I think it would be good for Master Wei, extremely good, to have something he can dedicate himself to, here, really dedicate himself. Curious despite himself, Lan Chiren raises an eyebrow. Meaning what? As near as he can tell, the only things Wei Wuzhen has dedicated himself to in his life are causing trouble and behaving shamelessly around Wang Ju. Lan Sijui sighs, his gaze going distant and a little sad. He doesn't truly have a home, Grandmaster. Every time he's had one, it's been destroyed. Father and I, we are his home, and we're happy to be so. But that's not... There should be more to the foundation of someone's life. Lansijui swallows heavily, shaking his head a little. Master Wei would be a wonderful teacher, and it would make him happy. I... Perhaps it is selfish, but I would like both my parents to be happy, here. I would like Master Wei to know there is more for him here than just me and father. Abruptly. Sijui snaps his mouth shut, a light blush staining his cheeks as he raises his own teacup to his lips. Clearly, he has not meant to say so much. And in doing so, he has given Lan Chiren even more to consider. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed. This has been chapters 1 and 2 of The Past Cannot Be Changed, The Future Is Yet in Your Power. Written by Glitter Bombshell. Narrated by Serd. Theme music, Spirited Away. 
Now, before I sign off completely, I would like to reiterate, if you didn't hear the announcement in my last episode of Her Way, Chapter 3, I have a new venture that I have started on Twitch and cross-posted on YouTube. It is the library, where every week, every Wednesday evening and Sunday evening at 8, I read and narrate Don May, live and as a VTuber. The story that I am currently reading is entitled Married Thrice to Salted Fish, and so far we've read up to chapter 10. If you're interested, please feel free to visit my YouTube channel, The Library, for which you'll find the link in the description. The reason I point you over to YouTube first is that some episodes have already left the Twitch stream, so if you want to catch up on what we've been doing, that's where you want to go. If you're also interested in catching me live, please be sure to check out the Twitch link in the description below. I would absolutely love to see you there. Once again, that'll be Wednesday and Sunday evenings so far. I'm also posting more on Twitter, and I always tweet a reminder an hour before we go live. That link is also in the description. Right, I think that's everything. I think that's it. That's all. Please be sure to join us again next time for chapters 3 and 4. Until then, happy listening. In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com.